chief tax collector. Uh, in other words, the kids was the boss man. He had made it to the top. He did everything the world said, uh, uh, and it worked in the sense where he's able to rise to the top and, and, and be very successful. He is now the boss man. Zacchaeus was the envy of all the other tax collectors. The Bible said he was rich. In other words, he had the big nice house. He drove the new BMW, the uh, Maserati. He drove the F-250, amen. <laughs> he had the big banking account. He had it going on. You read about this man, I mean, he had it going on. Uh, and again, all the other tax collectors that ran in that vein, amen, would have greatly envied him, and I can't wait till I become like him, uh, and no doubt many of them patterned their life after him, but our text says that people knew him as a sinner. The sinner here by definition, transgressor, lawbreaker, immoral, unrighteous, rotten, vile, and wicked, that's who he was. He is not the kind of guy that you'd want your daughter to go out with. The kids was rotten to the core for in sin, uh, that was the, that's the life of the rich and the famous, uh, still is today, uh, uh, amen. So Zacchaeus lived this life, uh, uh, Zacchaeus lived a life, again, the rich and famous. But the truth is, the rich and famous of Jericho was not enough to make Zacchaeus happy. It was not enough to fill that spiritual void or satisfy his soul, uh, uh, Zacchaeus shows us you can have everything the world says uh, that will make you happy, that, that will complete your life. Zacchaeus uh, uh, would say, that's a lie. I made it to the top. I had everything, got everything. Uh, remember Solomon's what he said as well. Uh, but Zacchaeus made it to the top, had everything, but he's still empty, uh, and he's not satisfied. You know, many people like Zacchaeus today have bought into the lie that wealth, fame, and things uh, is what you need to make you happy. And many people spend their whole life chasing money, fame, and position only to end up lonely, broken, empty, and unhappy. I'm sure you've met some of these people. I've met some. Uh, uh, they get everything they're supposed to have in the world, but they're still empty. They're still unhappy. I want to throw some names at you. Uh, 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 Katy Perry. Lady Gaga, Jim Carrey, Helen DeGitterit, Kirsten Bell, Chris Evans, Harrison Ford, Michael Heps uh, uh, or Peps, uh, and Brad Pitts, Britney Spears, just to mention a few. But these are Hollywood stars that, uh, that made it very rich and famous, but they all have one thing in common. They all struggle with deep depression. Every one of these, and there were many more on the list. I pulled the list up on how many the Hollywood successful and famous uh, struggle with depression. I mean, the list was just unbelievable. But these are some names I thought you might know. Uh, I mean, they made it to the top, uh, but the top didn't satisfy them. You know, the two top reasons people are get, getting deep depression, uh, one is abuse, physical uh, spiritual, emotional, and two is conflict. Uh, the world is filled with both of them. They made it all the way to the top, but still being fulfilled and satisfied uh, and happy. They're empty, they're broken, and they end up deeply depressed. They've chased after the wealth and fame, uh, and they ended up in the pit of depression. 
You know, they should have read their Bible. Uh, John, 1 John 2.15, Jesus said, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. And why? Because the world with all this lies and deception uh, will rob you of any spiritual hunger because the second part of that verse, uh, Jesus says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Uh, if you talk to some of these uh, people that have made it all the way to the top, the rich and famous, uh, uh, they have no appreciation for God, they have no love for God, they have no value for the things of God uh, because this is spiritual. Some of these names I just read you are the most ungodly, unclean, unrighteous people on the earth. Katie Perry, backslider, very unrighteous. If you uh, follow anything, Lady Gaga, she's so filled with hell she can be called Satan's wife. <laughs> Helen Degenerate. No woman is safe around her. World's always going to leave you empty. World's going to leave you unhappy. The world left Zacchaeus empty, lonely, and broken. Uh, but thank God that somebody was out witnessing that day. Thank God that somebody was out declaring, maybe street preaching uh, on the corner, however they did it back then, is that they're out witnessing, they're out telling somebody about Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says uh, that Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus. In other words, somebody lifted their voice and said, Jesus is the answer uh, and somehow through all the junk, the, the riches, the fame, the vile, uh, that word got through to him. And he began to think, man, that, that person knocked on my door, told me about Jesus. Uh, I heard them straight preaching. But now he's, Jesus uh, is there, and he wanted to find out who Jesus is. Zacchaeus wondered, could this be true? Could Jesus really take away the hurting and heal the broken heart? Can he really forgive and make whole? And the Bible says Zacchaeus uh, ran ahead, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him uh, uh, because he was going to pass that way. So here's a sinner filled with all kinds of, of lies that the world would give you. Uh, but Jesus breaks through all that, uh, and Jesus does, still breaks through all that. Look, secondly, Zacchaeus' encounter with Jesus. So key with all of his shame, guilt, sorrow, pain, and sin, the Bible says Jesus looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Now notice what Jesus didn't say. Jesus did not say, Zacchaeus, when you get it all together, when you get rid of all your sin cleaned up, uh, and then and only then will I meet with you uh, uh, amen, that's religion today. We want you to come in clean. We don't want you to come in dirty. We don't want you to come in uh, filled with sin where we have to do any work. Just come in clean. Uh, but Jesus didn't say that. Think about Zacchaeus. He's sitting in that tree with all the uh, sin and shame. And Jesus says, uh, make haste, come down. Uh, today I must stay, with, uh, uh, stay at your house. Think about how this man must have felt. Uh, in other words, everything I heard about Jesus is true. He's not judging me. He's not, uh, he's not condemning me. Uh, he's wanting to spend time with me, fellowship with me. He's wanting to come into my house. You know, the truth is, if you will make a little effort, open your heart just a little bit, Jesus will note that, uh, and Jesus will find you. I remember uh, being in sin. I'm sure you can remember when I opened my heart just a little bit, uh, it's like God come flooding in. That God found me, God helped me, uh, and began to do miracles, and he still does that. 
Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you thankful that God didn't say, once you get everything cleaned up, then come with talk? So while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. We can't do this on our own. You know, if you're a Christian today, Jesus found you neck, or neck deep in sin. He found you and I neck deep in shame uh, and condemnation. That's how he found us. I know we may not want to think like that, but that is truth. Jesus found us deep in it. Uh, uh, amen. But the Bible said he, came, he died for us while we were still in our sin. 1 Timothy 1.15, Paul tells Timothy these words. Uh, Thus... Uh, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners in whom I am chief. Paul was saying, listen, I was Zacchaeus. I was on top of the world, uh, but I was so filled with sin and ungodliness and shame. Uh, but Jesus came uh, and did a miracle in my life. So let's look at the proof of salvation here. A lot of people say, I'm saved, I'm right with God. How many hears that? And you look at them like, yeah. <laughs> Ain't lined up what my Bible says. I was, talk, I was witness to a guy the other day, and you know how you're trying to break through, and I'm talking to him, you know, we're talking about church, talking about Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I started getting my testimony. He said, well, I'm not all that. I've never done that, never done that. Like, okay, bottom line is uh, you're still lost and empty and outside of God. Uh, and then we start doing some talking, but people today, hey, they, they throw out the religious, I go to this church, that church, but that doesn't mean they're saved. So we see a proof of salvation in Zacchaeus' life, amen. Zacchaeus, in the text, that uh, Zacchaeus received him joyfully. Later in the house, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor. If I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Uh, upon hearing that, Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house. There's a proof of a miracle happening in the life. Uh, and Jesus recognized that and says, Today uh, salvation has come to this house. So our salvation has proof. Salvation is not a pin to badge that we put on our chest. But salvation is a changed life. You can't just wear a badge that says Jesus and you go to heaven. You can't just quote a scripture here and there. Uh, but salvation is Jesus in your life. Uh, it's a changed life. So in Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. All things are of God. Amen. So uh, when we say we're saved, there's a proof behind that. Talking to this man the other day, and, you know, uh, he's still smoking like a chimney. He's had his heart surgery. He's had like three heart surgeries. His valves are almost closed. He's doing other things. I go, when's enough enough? Uh, you know, uh, salvation, Jesus can change you. He can take all that away uh, because there's a proof in salvation. Ezekiel 36, 26. So I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take out the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statues uh, 
and will keep my judgments and do them. When I gave my life to Jesus, this scripture came alive in me. I know God gave me a new heart. Uh, that's all I wanted to do from that time on is obey the word of God. Uh, how I knew I was saved, there's a changed life there. And for 35 years, I've been able to stay on that trail. Uh, uh, amen. But God does a miracle in the heart. There's a change that takes place. We see this in Zacchaeus. Uh, so we're not talking about just being religious. We're talking about really being saved here. You know, when you're saved and you're changed, you want to keep your heart right with God, don't you? That's the real proof of it. When somebody's saved and there's change, when they want to keep their heart right, I'd be like, that's some good stuff there. Look at our text here. So Zacchaeus said to Jesus, I give half my goods to the poor. If I've taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I restore fourfold. In other words, he's saying, uh, I want to be right with God. I want to make sure I'm right with God. And I believe every Christian should say this. Uh, uh, amen. As we serve God, there will be times where God deals with the heart. We have to be like Zacchaeus and say, God, if I've done anything wrong, I'll fix the problem. You know, this is a heart we must have, but this is a heart the devil tries to destroy as well. Um, uh, Acts 5, 8, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of uh, the proceeds of the land? Uh, here's a saved man, a man that's no doubt been changed. He got a testimony, but he didn't guard his heart. And along the way, Satan fills his heart. And, and now he's not wanting to, uh, he doesn't have the heart Zacchaeus has where God, if I'm doing anything wrong, uh, I'll take care of it. I'll make it right. But uh, and Naira said he allowed Satan to fill his heart. Listen, this, uh, the Satan tried to destroy the heart that said, I want to do right. Listen, if Satan can destroy your heart, he can destroy your life. Look at verse 5. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, breathed his last, and the young men wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Here's a man that's in church, didn't keep his heart right, judgment fall. And all of a sudden, you're coming to the front door, and they're carrying somebody out. You're like, what's going on? I'm sure a lot of people are saying, hey, what's happening here? We usually don't carry folks out like that. <laughs> you know, God gives a new heart at salvation, but it's our job to keep it right. And listen, the devil's always trying to mess our heart up. John 15, 9, Jesus said, As the Father's loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, just as I have kept his commandments uh, and abide in his love. Love this word abide means remain steadfast, unwavering, firmly fixed, immovable, and determined. There has to be a righteous determination in our lives that as we're living for God, I'm not moving from this position. I'm going to keep my heart right. I'm going to make sure I come to the altar if need be every service. God, help me keep this heart right and clean. Uh, and that's what Jesus says here. Abide, be steadfast, unwavering, unmoving here. Look, lastly, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's the best news that he has heard that day. It's the best news we hear today. 
that Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. Our text says, and the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. Listen, Jesus goes to Jericho, not only once, but a few times. Matthew 20, Jesus restored the sight of a couple blind people, verse 29. Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, their eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. You know, Jericho represents where sinners are and where the need is. Jesus was always around sinners. Jesus was always around the unsaved, uh, the ungodly. Why is that? Because he was always trying to reach them. Always trying to help them. Here he restored blind, uh, two blind people, uh, did a miracle in their eyes. Uh, Zacchaeus saves his soul. Uh, and that's just what the Bible records. But John also says, uh, if every story about Jesus, every miracle... Uh, uh, there could be the books couldn't hold it. Uh, the world couldn't hold the books that would be written. Uh, Jesus probably was at Jericho many times. Jesus has a heart for the lost, a heart for people that are in sin, uh, in affliction. And Jesus goes to Jericho not one time, but time and time again to reach people. Jesus going to Jericho over and over again tells us a couple things. One, that Jesus loves sinners. Hates the sin, but loves the people. You know, when Dennis Wright wit first witnessed to me, he told me these words that kept ringing in my ear. He said, Larry, God loves you. Man, I couldn't get away from that. Couldn't enjoy sin after that. Couldn't enjoy none of my parties after that. Because I kept hearing the word, God loves you. I couldn't understand as a sinner how God can love a man that's done so many things wrong. Uh, how many, you know, how God can still care about somebody's messed up their life at a young age, but them words kept ringing in my spirit, uh, God loves you. And I remember as Dennis kept coming by, uh, I moved six times to try to get away from this guy. <laughs> I want to throw a plug in for follow-up here. Uh, I mean, this is the value of follow-up. Uh, and Dennis knew some uh, people, uh, a new uh, lady in the church went to a guy I ran around with. So every time I moved, he told his wife, his wife told Dennis. So I looked through it. I said, how do you find me? <laughs> Opened the door. I said, how are you finding me? He just smiles. You know, Dennis, he just smiles. He wouldn't tell me. <laughs> I move again <laughs> six times. But, you know, thank God because he showed me God really does love people. And I wonder if we can get the heart of God this morning. If we can get a heart for people because Jesus came to seek and save uh, that which is lost, if we're saved, uh, if we have his heart, should we have his vision for people? Jesus has given us the church the Great Commission. We all know it. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Listen, there are a lot of Zacchaeus waiting to hear the gospel, waiting to get saved this morning. 
The Bible doesn't say who it was that went on outreach that day. Who it was that maybe been street preaching, but Zacchaeus heard somebody say, listen, Jesus is the answer. Uh, you have all the fame and riches and money. Uh, all the world has the offer. You're still going to end up broken and lonely. He heard that, uh, and it drove him to run ahead of where Jesus is going to be, climb a tree uh, uh, and wait on Jesus. Uh, that still works today. How many times have we knocked on a door and somebody may come a month later, a year later, say, yeah, somebody witnessed to me. Somebody came to my door and talked to me. Somebody left me a flyer. Uh, uh, amen. Now I'm here in church. We was in Pittsburgh, Kansas, when a couple came in and said, we found this flyer on Walmart parking lot. In the Walmart parking lot, on the ground, it's been run over a few times. We found it, cleaned it off, uh, and we come to church. I thought, how important was that outreach? Or somebody, you know, hey, get off my car. Just threw it on, threw it on. But somebody picked it up. God had him. Somebody picked it up and said, hey, listen, our outreach are important. Our witness is important. Our evangelism is important because souls are important. Man, I named Billy Sunday, major league baseball player and outfielder for the Chicago White Sox. He goes to a Billy Graham uh, uh, revival in Charlotte, North Carolina. He gets invited. Somebody talked to him, invited him to this revival. He ends up going and gets gloriously saved. Uh, uh, and Billy Sunday was uh, converted, became an evangelist in time, began to uh, preach the word of God. And they say Billy Sunday has preached over 100 million people. How important was it for that whoever it was to witness to him? Whoever it was invited him out, uh, told him that Jesus loved him, come to revival tonight. Uh, we don't get that name, but I guarantee you, God knows that name. Listen, if, we have, if we're going to be right with God, have the heart of God, we have to evangelize. Evangelizing, uh, witnessing, lifting up Jesus' name is just the heart of God. I told somebody the other day what I enjoy about what I do now a pest control, a little bit of pest control on the side, I get to talk to a lot of people. I'm in people's houses, witnessing to them, preaching to them. Uh, I enjoy it. You know, the heart of God is to reach a sinner. We see it in our text. God knows, God knows who they are. Too. If you witness to them, God, knows God looks up in the tree and says, hey, Zacchaeus, come down here. He's like, oh, how do you know my name? You're witness to somebody, and, like, and you start talking to them like, how do you know that? God gives us stuff, doesn't he? John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I mean, I want to stir your faith and stir your life to begin to witness uh, this year. I mean, begin to witness tomorrow. Begin to witness every day if you, you know, if you can't witness every day, tell somebody about Jesus. We never know how valuable that witness is. Let's bow our heads this morning.